Uh, and we're rolling whenever you want. Look, Mark, look, I'm levitating. No, you're not. No, I, <laughs> I am. Cue the music. This is just a guide to modern life. Modern life is hard to get just right. It can frustrate you and annoy. And if it does, right into dear love joy. Welcome to the Dear Love Joy podcast. This is an advice podcast. As always, I'll be helping our listeners out with their problems. But please do remember, I'm not trained to anything like therapy or medicine. I'm just a TV presenter. Hey, but I'm one who's very close to levitating. Mark is here to keep me in check. Hi, Hi Tim. Um, have you seen it? Look, it, it's very close. It's just my bones are a little heavy. Once I, <laughs> once I sort that out, just a little bit more, I'll be off the ground. Right, on this week's podcast, got a good one for you this week. We're, we're really going for it. We're, the, we're talking weight issues. We're talking about growing up. We're talking about traps, housework, um, pub arguments. Actually, pub arguments. Let's talk about that because well, it's quite... yeah, okay. Mark, Mark and I went out for something to eat last night and we decided to have um, just a little meal well, we, together. We, let's say we went together. But we didn't spend that much time together when we oh, were there. Oh, we did, because I found out something amazing about Mark last night that oh. I had no idea. He, Mark went to dance school. He, he, <laughs> do you know, he didn't, though. So, so That's what I heard. Stop with your fake news. That's You're, what I heard. You, you are one of Trump's minions. <laughs> he, was, he went, he went when, when I went to dance school. He didn't. Went, he didn't say that. Oh, well, that's what I heard, Mark. I can only, I can only go on what I heard. As, uh, as, so what did, what did you do? Did you go to dance school? No, no. I didn't, Tim. Um... We were, uh, in my mind, you did now. And so it's fantastic. In my mind, you were trying to do street dance on a piece of lino <laughs> with your mates. Let's go, hey, let's go to the dance school and do some of that. Now, listen, so we're in this pub and we're having something to eat. But this argument starts between this, this woman and this man. And I've become fixated with it, haven't I? And Mark's talking to me and I'm going, shh, shh. <laughs> I, can't. I think I'm getting the gist of what she's saying. <laughs> I think, I think she snogged someone else. Oh, no, no, no. He sucks someone else. Ooh. <laughs> no, it's definitely her. Right. What happened, right? It was this brilliant. It was so wonderful watching it because they were quite drunk. And and uh, and they were both quite... Quite drunk. They were, weren't they? Very drunk. <laughs> and and that, what was great about it is they were both attractive people as well. It wasn't sort of like some horrible sort of, you know, bleh. they were really quite intelligent, well-spoken, and they were just at each other. And it was fantastic watching it. And she was just she was just laying into him, going. Um, he'd obviously asked her a question. She'd obviously snogged someone. They were obviously not. They were, I think they were quite early in their relationship or something. And she's obviously snogged someone, or he's found out about something, and he's not happy about it. And then she's she's going. Well, that's not fair because you're not making me feel very good like that. <laughs> anyway, so she goes. That's it. I've had enough. I've had enough. And then you can see him going. Oh, and he starts he starts trying to turn it around. He did. But then what was brilliant, she kept going for it. So he went, right, I'm going. and put a jumper on. She then panics and went, I'm getting another drink. Do you want one to keep him there? Anyway, Mark's trying to hold a conversation with me, telling me his life story. And I'm going, I'm not interested. I'm interested in this pub argument. But they were getting louder and louder. Well, my favourite thing, one of my favourite bits of it is when Tim went, perhaps I should go over and say, 
I'm not an agony uncle, you know. I haven't been trained in medicine. <laughs> I'm just a TV presenter, but I can help. I can help you here. I just desperately wanted to go. You're either going to do that, what or, is it? What you're is either going to do that, or when he walked out, you're going to go in and sweep up the crumbs. <laughs> no, Vulture-esque. <laughs> no, not a chance. See, I tell you. It was very funny, though. And both of us came to the conclusion, that because they kept going. They kept stopping. We, we both going, came to the conclusion that you are terribly bad company. Yes. <laughs> But what happened was was they kept going at each other and they kept buying more drinks and he'd get up and try and kiss her and she'd kiss him and then blah, 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 blah. And we both came to the conclusion that they were going to go home, have a lovely evening and wake up tomorrow morning and think, what was that all about? about yeah. yeah, it's a bit embarrassing. Um, yeah, Should I get some brunch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we'd let them know though so they could wake up tomorrow, you know, today, sorry, and, and go, oh God, why do we do that? They were shouting at each other, weren't they? It was quite funny. Anyway, um, as you know by now, uh, it doesn't matter what others think of you. It only matters what you think of yourself, Mark. However, a little visit to Ego Corner once a week can't hurt, can it? Can it, Mark? Ego Corner. Don't do that. We're not, ma- <laughs> We're not making another jingle. I quite like that, though. Ego Corner. Yeah, it needs a, it needs a trumpet, doesn't it? Yeah, We're playing our own trumpet. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, this comes from Robbie Cole, and this is my favourite of the week when it comes to um, Ego uh, hi, Tim and Mark. Listener and subscriber since day one. Think that deserves a certificate on its own. The first two pods were poor to average. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we love it. But each one since has got better and better. Even the tricky 10th episode. And uh, it's one of the first podcasts I put on each week. I even use one of your life hacks this weekend, the 421 restaurant choice. It cut the decision making half in time. I thank you. Keep up the good work, lads. Uh, it comes from Robbie Cole. That is a no nonsense man right that there, is isn't good, it? Yeah. He, he, he goes into a restaurant and doesn't have sauce on his steak. He I just, like that, though. Yeah, no, I know. I like it. I like that. And what I like, I was, I was listening to a podcast this week about Elon Musk, and Elon Musk said to you, what you have to do when he was doing Tesla and all that stuff. Don't say to people what you like about the podcast. Say what don't you like. And not he actually wasn't talking about podcasts. What what don't you like about the product? And that's how you learn. I'm a bit too scared to do that in case we get <laughs> yeah. like everything. But well, what you- was great about this guy is he went the first couple because we're we're aware of that. The first couple were poor to average, weren't they? Really? I mean, he's being he's being generous about the first one. <laughs> the first one was just poor. Oh, it was bad, wasn't it? Yeah. But we were finding our feet. You know, we we openly admit that. Have we deleted that one yet? No, no. Okay, it's keeping our numbers up. <laughs> Now this next this this next uh, don't get obsessed with the numbers. This next email comes from Hal, and the reason it's not it's not the best email we've had of the week. But I'm as regular listeners will know, we're running a, a loyalty scheme here. You get a certificate if your email gets read out. And uh, can we? Well, we, you say we're running a loyalty scheme. Yeah. You came up with a loyalty scheme that I'm having to do all the paperwork for. <laughs> it's a great one, though. If you get to five podcasts, you get a bronze five certificate. Emails right oh, out. Emails, sorry, yeah. On the podcast, you you get a bronze certificate. Then it's uh, silver for 10. It's for 25 gold. And then 100, <laughs> you get the platinum. But how here is he's, I think he. And you said you were going to hand deliver them as well. Platinum, yeah. Um, not, the you, uh, not the bronze. Are I'm you not, retracting that now? No, if you get a hundred, who's gonna who's gonna send in a hundred emails on a podcast? It's gonna be in ten years' time. This, How will? This, yes. <laughs> How's a regular? How many have we read out of Hows? I don't know. I just want to get a bronze certificate out, so I think this might be Hows third or fourth, maybe fourth. Don't know. Anyway, we'll find out. How? Tell us how many we've read out. Um, so let's read this one because I want to get him a bronze certificate. Uh, Tim, hi, Howell here. A fantastic podcast this week. I decided to listen to it while sat in the beer garden of my local pub, The Rouge, enjoying the recent sunny weather here in Costa del Swansea. Loved your tales of yesteryear as a swag man, and I totally agree with some 
uh, some Buddhist monk proverb merch would go down a storm. Keep up the good work. Yeah, we've got to work on that because there's a lot of a lot of good Buddhist proverbs on on this show. Have we got so. some coming up today, Tim? I don't know, Mark, because I you know I don't I don't know which way this. Oh, podcast do you do goes. you sort of are you like I an d- antenna for them? Are you sort of you're <laughs> d- a receiver from the I from d- the cosmos. I do channel. I do channel <laughs> the Buddhist monks. <laughs> And they're proverbs, and they're all genuine proverbs, by the way. Some people have been questioning that. <laughs> uh, let's get a couple. Let's get on with the problems. Here's a couple off um, Twitter this week. Uh, you can contact me at Tim Lovejoy on Twitter. So this is uh, we're just after a bank holiday weekend here. If you're listening to us in the future, so a lot of people would have had a lot of alcohol because that's what people do, isn't it, Mark? On bank holidays, they go. And not have, I, Tim. Not you, of course, no. Uh, this one says, uh, this comes from Nick. He says, dear Lovejoy podcast, how can I get rid of this hangover? My answer to that was plenty of fluids, drink water, get some calories on board and rest. Your body is recovering. Give it time. That is the only way to get over hangover. So there is a much simpler way. What? Uh, you build a time machine, you go back and you don't drink. Yeah. If you don't drink, you don't get a hangover. But if you do drink and people like it and it's up to them what they do, um, I'm not in charge of them and their bodies. Uh, but remember, if you're drinking, you're, you're basically making yourself ill for the next day. You're putting all your organs under stress because they're having to deal with getting all the poisons out and everything else. You're dehydrating yourself. You're getting yourself tired. And so you need to heal. And fluids is important. Out of all those hangover cures they talk about, water, H2O is the most important one you can get inside you. And... Um, yeah, and then rest, basically. Have some sleep. Try not to get hungover before you have to do something important, that's for sure. Hey, if you're a parent, <laughs> never drink when you've got to look after kids the next day. Oh, that is the hardest. They don't understand hangovers at all. Um, let's walk on to that. Let's uh, go on to the next one. Um, this says, uh, I need motivational words to get me up and do the housework. That comes from Eloise. Um, I just think, this. I do believe in this, actually. Uh, clear your mind and use it to meditate. Now... At this stage, I've got to say I have a cleaner because it's not fair for me to, to pretend I By don't. By the looks of it, you've sacked her. <laughs> That's because uh, I've got the teenagers over <laughs> for the for the weekend and they've, um, uh, they're smashing up. Uh, Grace and Rose are here studying and uh, my twins and they're just, hey, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, but I tell you what happened a little while ago and, and this is what I realised is, is my dishwasher broke down. So I started doing some just washing up manually and I, I found it really therapeutic. And I do clean in between when the cleaner comes. And what I do is, is I just sort of, when you do hoover and stuff, just clear your mind and go for it. Don't always have to have music on and stuff and, and use it as your form of meditation. Who was it on? Was it Chloe Brotheridge, Brotheridge, sorry, who we had on here, who said, do simple things like make your bed and stuff. Yeah. It just, all those things are just very good for you. So, you know, hey, it's a form of meditation housework. See it like that. <laughs> see, it, see it as, uh, um, uh, oh God, what's that expression that everyone has at the moment? Mindfulness. Right. See housework. Colouring in books, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Mindfulness. Really? Well, that's why they're selling it all. Anything which is slightly... I've mind- missed this for, for this. F- Fad completely. Oh, anything slightly mundane, people are relabeling it mindfulness. And actually it is. Because what it does, it takes your mind away and distracts you from everyday life. So just take the housework and say, I've got to do an hour's worth of housework today. That's an hour's worth of meditation. Tick. I'm on my Buddhist training. I'm I'm on Zen training. I'm doing the <laughs> I'm doing the hoovering. What are you doing? I'm Zen training by hoovering. I'm polishing equals zen training any form of housework is zen training this I'm cleaning the cat litter tray zen training this 
is cobblers. <laughs> it's not Mark. It's housework is then training. Ask any Buddhist monk out there. They'll tell you that. So, so Mr. Sheen is like a sort of powerful... Mr. Sheen helps, yeah. yeah. Mr. Sheen is, is definitely a help. When it comes He's big to in the world training. of Buddhism, is he? I think he might be, yeah. Uh, this next one comes into um, from Andy. Hello, mate. Um, if my missus says, don't worry about buying me an Easter egg, is that a test? Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Listen, right? It's up to you, not up to her whether you buy her a present. What she thinks is, when you're buying someone a present, what they think about it is irrelevant, really. It's up to you what you think. If you want to buy someone a present, you buy them a present. If you don't want to buy them a present, don't buy them a present. But don't let them dictate whether they buy you a present or not. I think you should go all the way. Easter egg, flowers, get the whole shebang. Cause go for those really, really big ones. I do, yeah, I do hate the game, though. Do you hate that game? Uh, Don't get me anything. Yeah, we've discussed it on the podcast. And look, men will sit here and go, yeah, it's women. Men are just as bad at this as women. No, we're we're not. uh, (laughs) (laughs) All of us play these stupid games. Uh, I don't want anything, but I really do. Uh, Just say the truth. But, you know, if you want a present, just say, yeah, I want an egg. But let them make the, you know, you make the decision whether you're buying someone a present or not. If you want to send us any problems, uh, my email address is this. If what you want to ask is just too long for Twitter, don't stress. We've got an easy to remember email address. This is the reason for this overly long song. It's dear love joy podcast at gmail.com. Right, should we go on to our first problem via the email? A bit scared of this one. Well, I'm not scared. It's just a big problem. So, um... It's all right. Okay. Yeah. Just a bit of a gear change. Here we go. This one comes from Fanny. Uh, Dear Lovejoy, let me start by saying I'm addicted to your podcast. It it, It is a fact. And my friend has a problem, or maybe me. Uh, I am, as you would say, a normal sized woman. Have put some weight on in the last two years but not more than half a stone. Well, my problem is my boyfriend doesn't see it this way. He thinks I put on a lot and I'm not doing anything to lose it. And this is in brackets. He's into skinny girls, but I have never been skinny, um, not even when we met. This topic constantly comes up as he criticised what and how I eat as well. Hmm. Uh, I have a, a, a great but very demanding job in the city and can't really go to the gym five times a week as I normally finish quite late in the office. This is making me feel extremely sad and I just can't deal with it. I usually start to cry, which he can't stand. Oh, I don't like it when people cry. You you always win when you cry, don't you? Don't you think? Yeah. So you're having a chat with a partner and they start crying. It's like, all right, you win. What do you want me to do? (laughs) I can't deal with it. I'll go get you an Easter egg. I will get you an Easter egg. Anyway, let's get back to this. Um, I can't. I usually start to cry, which he can't stand. He and this again in brackets. He's not a monster. He's a very loving and supportive in all other ways. What should I do? Uh, I love cooking and eating, and will never be a size eight. I also suffer from anxiety, which is which obviously doesn't help at all. Thanks, Fanny. Size twelve to fourteen. Um, she says I don't mind if you use my first name. Okay, now. This is two parts, I think, this. Go on. Um, the first one's an obvious one, right? It, you have to talk to your boyfriend about this because uh, you have to talk about whether he actually likes you. I, I hate to say that because if he, if he desperately wants a skinny girl and that's what he's attracted to, uh, he'll only make you sad trying to 
turn you into something you're not and he won't be sad or satisfied if you're not what he wants it's kind of bizarre that whole thing of having a type really like that but maybe that's what he's into and that's really you know he wants a wants a skinny girlfriend now let's get into the important bit let's take your boyfriend out of the equation fanny uh, uh how do i do this right i start all right a little story about me one of my exes once said to me uh uh, how are you getting on with that belly? <laughs> I was horrified at the time, but sort of horrified. But then um, it was sort of a wake up call right. that I needed because um, I had put on half a stone in weight. It was like a reality check. My metabolism had slowed down a bit and my lifestyle hadn't changed at all. Um, I'd, uh, I was working really hard and my social life was one where I was drinking a lot and probably eating out a lot. Yeah, I know. It was one of those, Mark. Um, and I just basically needed a lifestyle change. And I remember that half a stone. I remember trying to lose it and panicking and going, I need to lose it. Oh, God, it was so hard to lose because I didn't really know what to do. I'd never had to worry about weight ever. I'd just eat and, eat and drunk anything I wanted to do. And suddenly I was going, right, I need to diet. I need to start dieting. And it really hurts if you start and try and cut out calories. Have you tried it? Yes. It's really hard, hard to do that. And, and I don't think that's a good thing to do I think what you need is to what I ended up doing is having a total lifestyle change and thinking right I need to I was exercising a lot anyway because I always have done I was thinking I really need to start thinking about what I'm doing here how often I'm going out drinking how often I'm going to the gym what I'm doing how I'm doing it um and everything else uh um being on TV, you, it's really weird. It's kind of a really strange life. Fanny, you think you have it hard with your boyfriend having a go at you. Oh, it doesn't stop with me. <laughs> Everyone's got an opinion on me and what I look like. Um, uh, and being on TV, you've got, you've got to be conscious of how you look, really, yeah. I suppose. Um, and sometimes I watch myself back and I think, oh, God, I'm getting a bit of a belly there. So it becomes quite a hard thing. And ask anyone on TV. They become very self-conscious. Anyone who's on TV a lot or, or, or in the media a lot, because you, you're seen and you have to look at yourself a bit. Um, I Actually, because I thought fame, Mark, when I got into it, I thought fame was going to be all the glamour. Red carpet. I, yeah, I thought it'd be red carpets, you know, just, just I thought I'd be rolling out a night. Hanging out with Joe Pasquale. Yeah. <laughs> that is, do you know what? When I... When I <laughs> When I think back, I remember thinking, oh, God, I really just hope I can get a job away here and hang out with Joe Swartley. Hi, Tim. Do you want to come out for a pint? <laughs> He's a really nice bloke, actually. I, I met him. Um, I, I did think it would be like falling out of nightclubs with, with girls on my arm, adoring me. Um, the reality is, though, it's some Herbert on Twitter going, oh, Lovejoy looks old. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I've not seen Lovejoy for a few years. Isn't he looking older? Yeah, I am. It's every year I look a little bit older. It's funny that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Lovejoy, look at him. Look, he's, he's sitting a bit on top. That's what he's doing. He's getting a bit bit bald. Oh, look at him. He's got a bit fat. I'm going to have the showbiz hair transplant. Are you? Time. Yeah, definitely. I think so. What do you think? All the rage these days, everyone's having them. Like who? I can't. We just. I. I'm Your mate Joe. I'm obsessed. I've. I've got online. You just go online. Google uh, celebrity hair transplants or celebrity. Ah, oh, there's a great website called Celebrity Balding on, and, and you look it up, and it just basically shows all the celebs before and. I after. thought it was only cricketers that went bald and then got hair transplants. <laughs> Everyone's doing it. It's just the cricketers like to get paid for it, and I wonder why that is, Mark. I think that's because there's not enough money in cricket, so they finish their career and go, "I'll oh, make a few quid with that." Look. Um, I bet they think when they finish, oh, I hope I go bald. <laughs> get a few quid. 
How's your hair doing? Oh, I've got a lot oh, of hair. It, it just to... <laughs> won't stop growing. <laughs> I've got too it's much. so annoying. Hey, are you going to retire yet? No, full hell of hair. <laughs> <laughs> I keep going. <laughs> All right. Conclusion, Fanny. I'm on your side. I'm definitely on your side. Um, you have the balls to write in. You're clearly a very cool woman. Um, I probably. Do you think she just wants me to give the advice that uh, I hate your boyfriend? He's an idiot. Get rid of him. Or that sort of thing. Possibly. No, I think she's looking for some genuine help here. Because I learned, Fanny, I don't know whether you're, gonna like this, you're liking my advice, but I learned that I didn't want to be overweight. So I got careful with what I ate. I changed my lifestyle. I eat a load less than I did 10 years ago. You do it for yourself, um, not for him. Yeah. I think, is, that, uh, is that what you're saying? I, basically. Um, and I changed my, my lifestyle. T- tiredness is the killer here, Fanny. Uh, there's a very good Buddhist proverb. Um, a tired human is a hungry bunny. No. No. <laughs> No, we're not having that. Yeah. You've got you've got no, to raise your one. you've got to raise your proverb game. That is one. It's not tired, good enough. A tired human is a hungry buddy because you get hungry when you're when you're tired and you haven't had your eight hours sleep. You get hungry, and that's the problem. And if you're working the hours that Fanny's working, she's always going to be tired. The idea of going to the gym or doing whatever you just want to you just want to get get some calories on board. That's what you want to do. It's time to look at your life, Fanny, basically, and see if it's going in the right direction. Uh, if Sounds like, like you're working too hard as well. Yeah, if you're like, well, no, because you, you sometimes have to work hard, Mark, to get where you want to be. If your life is making you unhealthy, you've got to think, do I need to change it? Basically, it's up to you how you feel. It only matters about how you feel about yourself, as we know, as we talk about in this podcast a lot. If you feel fine, tell your boyfriend to stick it. Um, uh, tell him you're comfortable with the way you are. Tell him uh, you don't want to change. You're not interested. If he doesn't like it, you don't care. Um, if you don't, and you do think you'd quite like to change, it might be the wake-up call. I didn't hate my ex for telling me that I'd put on some weight. Um, then uh, maybe talk to him about helping you. At the end of the day, it's about you and what you want to do and how you feel about yourself. Uh, maybe get fit, get in shape, healthy body, healthy mind, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, great. I think I think, think that's... Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, get really skinny and dump him. <laughs> Is that no. not... No. Fanny, no. That, that is not the solution to this problem. Well, it might be. Just do what you want for you, though. That's basically where you want to go. Anyway, here are some pearls of wisdom, life hacks, things they didn't teach you at school. TV Tim in the house. Life hacks, life hacks, pearls of wisdom. Don't let life mug you off, mug. Right, first one. Never lend a friend significant sums of money as if you see them out spending money when they still owe you. The friendship will not last. Good. I like it. A five or a tenner, that's fine. Maybe up to maybe 50 quid or something. You start going. You TV people deal with some, <laughs> you deal with some big sums of money here. If you start going, if you start going higher than a hundred, wow, you know, you know, we've all done it. Your mate's gone, can I borrow some money? You go, yeah. And then you see them out and you're like, what, what? Hold on, what? Or they in a new jacket or something. You're thinking, how are you doing that when you owe me money? Don't do it. And explain that for that reason. There's banks where they can people can borrow money from. All uh, those really good TV adverts where yeah, the interest care- rate's only about no. 1,456%. Careful of those. Careful of those. Or if you do have to borrow a significant sum of money off your friend, do a deal where you pay them back uh, in instalments so that they know how much is coming back and when it comes back. Yep. Um, this is You're, you're going to like this one a lot, Mark. Um, Am I? Yeah, I've not done this yet. Am I? Yeah, but I heard it and I like it. Learn the exact length 
of your hands and feet. And then you have handy measuring device to carry around with you at all times. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant, isn't it? Isn't it? So when you're in IKEA, yeah, right, and you're buying your wardrobe, you take your shoes and socks off and yeah. start walking up the side of it. No, well, it depends. Go start maybe with your hand. <laughs> so you learn the exact from your tip of your little finger to the tip of your thumb. You learn that exact measurement straight like that, and you can go and you can just measure as you go along. You can measure something exactly. That mark, you're laughing. But every, I, everyone... And I am laughing at you, Tim, which is the most important bit. <laughs> everyone listening to this podcast is going, that's fantastic. Everybody. <laughs> no, they are. They're going for the off button. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, and you're going to do it as well. Everybody, and we're doing it straight off this podcast. Everybody will get a tape measure out and go, I'm going to learn the exact measurement. And then you've got, it's just brilliant. You're then carrying it. Your body has a use. It's a measuring device. You could do it all over. You could do from the tip of your finger to your elbow as well. That's another one for a bit longer. Maybe that's a meter. Do you think that's a meter? No. It's not a meter? No. My arm's not a meter? No, that's not a meter. Is that? We're not measuring it now. Can't you just just have a tape measure in your pocket when you're buying a wardrobe? Or, or look on the little thing that has the, has the dimensions on it. All right. Let, let, let's go into a scenario, okay? You're out, you're driving along, and you think, and you, you just, you know, you just, I don't know, you th- you're just going along the A406, say. For anyone uh, in the north listening to this, it's like a, the, the North Circular goes around London. And you're driving around that, and you've, you've just, just sort of come around, and you see this IKEA sign, which is what you mentioned. I personally don't particularly like IKEA. I find it a painful place to go to. Unless but, they want to sponsor us, then we love it. <laughs> yeah, then we love it. And then you go, and then you go. Oh, do you know what I need? I need just a little chest of drawers for. Yeah, that's what I need to do for the for the room, you know. And then you you go in and you think, oh, I wonder what I'm going to. How I I know the rough size of it, but I need to measure it. There you are. You don't have a tape measure on you, but you have your hand, so you can quickly measure it. Dum 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 dum. Though, but you'd have to go home and then get your hands out or your feet and measure the space and then drive back. I'm certain I'm not having this one. This is going in the bin with Hungry Bunny, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, I tell you. No, all right, let's say you're just somewhere and someone says, hey, how, how, I wonder how, how long that bit of fence is. You can go, oh, I know. It's, it's, like, <laughs> it's four and a half Lovejoy hands. Yeah, but if you've known the exact... Right, let's move on. The final one. This is good, this as well. This is another good one. If you want to learn a foreign language, forget all the complicated grammar and just learn the 100 most popular words in that country. It's pidgin language, but you can communicate. Comprende? Oui. So there you go. So we need two words of French. So just learn 100 words, and I promise you... And I know that works because I've watched my daughters grow up, and that's how they communicate. They just learn a word, and then they start... And eventually they put sentences together. Um, and I think that is the best way to learn a language. Ah, uh, thank you. If you've no, got any... No, it's perfectly fine, Tim. Thank you. <laughs> if, you've got any, um, if you've got any pearls of wisdom, please send them in, or anything you want to say about the podcast. This is my Twitter address. If you've got a problem with very little meat, get hold of Tim by sending him a tweet. At Tim Lovejoy. Okay, it's time for Agony Aunt. Regular listeners will know what this is. Basically, um, I'm going to read out a 
problem from an agony aunt. And then we are going to, um, I'm going to give the answer to the agony aunt. And then we're going to see what the agony aunt says. And we'll see who has the best answer. So I'm taking on this week, Dear Abby. Dear Abby again. You love Dear Abby, don't you? She's just got the, she's got the most sort of varied... I've told you the dear Deirdre and all those ones. They're all it's all filth. It's wall to wall filth. Oh, you it's don't a, like that. It's just boring. What? This is much more interesting. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, what do you mean? They're just like relationship problems. <laughs> yeah. All that. What? Well, he's been. <laughs> he's been cheating on me. I've been cheating. I've been on sleeping me, yeah. with my boss. That's your fault. Grow up. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. All right. This well, is a real life problem. Yeah. <laughs> let's give this a go then. Dear Abby, I've noticed a trend at children's birthday parties. Does Abby come from America? She did, yes. Oh, yeah. Is, <laughs> is, is this an American? Uh, yes. These are all American problems. Yes, right? this is a global show. <laughs> Hello, USA. Howdy, Hello, yeah. partners. <laughs> Hello. Right. Uh, so this might not be it. This might because it says here I've noticed a trend at children's birthday parties. Is this an American trend or a British one? No. This I remember this from when I was a kid. Oh, I, I've never known this before. Okay. Um, the children. All right. I've noticed a trend at children's birthday parties. The children aren't opening their presents at the party. Instead, the parents collect the gifts and take them home for the child to open later. To me, this seems rude and inconsiderate to the children who are attending the party. Part of the enjoyment of giving a gift is seeing the recipient's response. Um, please let me know the rule of etiquette in this matter. Uh, I'm, uh, am I correct in thinking that presents should be opened at, a children's birth- at children's birthday parties in front of their guests? Gift etiquette. Um, I just, I've just, I just, just don't know that I've witnessed this before. Oh, yeah, of course you have. You've had, you've taken your, you've taken your children to birthday parties, and they've taken a present, have they not? Yeah. Have they opened it in front of you, or the child? No, actually, no. Now I think about it, no, it's not children's etiquette. It's not. Yeah, because uh, what they do is they just make a big pile of presents. Yes. And then later the kid opens it, and the reason being, I think, is. Um, for two reasons, there's a reason for this. The first, the first reason is it takes a while for children to open their presents. Um, it's a boring thing to watch. Let's be honest. Yeah. The second thing is there's probably a lot of uh, potential jealousy from yes. the other children who don't receive a gift. And the third thing is children are quite honest. Yeah, <clears throat> they're not very good at hiding their emotions. No, if they? you go, if if they got a cruddy present, yeah, they wouldn't. And they would just throw it to one side. Also, it sort of becomes a little bit of a competition. You know, you you buy someone, uh, someone buys you a present worth uh, £10 and someone buys you one worth £2. It's, um, you know, it then becomes a little bit of a competition in the party, doesn't it? Yes. Really? So I think it, they're all opened afterwards for a reason. I think it's good etiquette to do that. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. Do you? Also, it's training for later life. Because when you go to a wedding... The bride and groom don't sit on the floor going, oh, look at this, they got some knives and forks. Because they don't like kids, do they? But they don't do that anymore. You know what happens at weddings? There's there's, there's a, a two trends that happen at weddings. One is you get a wedding list from a wedding shop and you can buy them a, yeah. a what is it, a, knife, a set of knife and forks. But all they do at the end is the wedding shop says you've raised 300 quid or something or a grand or whatever it is you've, you've raised and then you can spend it on what you want right so you don't actually buy them that thing you'll buy them you're basically just giving them a financial the, and another trend which is really uh, is the honey honeymoon pot have you heard about this one so you go to a wedding and they ask you for money to spend on their honeymoon 
your your face, your he's for oh, I wish I could. <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. That is brilliant. Your face just says it all. That that is. They your, are such weddings are such a scam. I'm sorry, I that, can't hold this on yeah, any longer. Your face, that 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 was brilliant. I wish I'd taken a picture of your face. As you th- that you're not having that at all, are you? You are not having that at all. Should we leave that one? I think we should. Because <laughs> a lot of our listeners will do it. They'll have a honeymoon pot. Uh, what does it, I think we'll save that one for after the podcast, Mark, so we don't lose some listeners <laughs> looking at your face. Um, I tell you what the best gifts are, by the way. I've, I've learned this over the years. Children's. Actually, it goes for everyone. If you're struggling for a gift, a book. And I'll tell you why a book's good. Books are good for... Actually, a book or a ball people love balls you can't help yourself when you get a ball hard to wrap if you're trying to wrap a ball wrap it like a big sweet that's good that's because it's my uh it's my nan's 95th birthday so i i'm, I'm gonna get her a football <laughs> get a ball, <laughs> get a ball. I'm, this is this is ludicrous advice <laughs> i tell you it's people like balls they do i'm i'm buy a, a different sort of ball buy a I don't know, like a... And Swing ball. <laughs> Buy her a, a, like a... <laughs> Disco ball? Come on, Tim, we're yes. running out of balls here. <laughs> like something like a... What do you call them? Um, uh, what are those things you call that you put on the side, you know? <laughs> what are those things? Ornament. Ornament ball. Uh, yeah, but they're an ornamental ball. Like, <laughs> 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 You've just made up a thing to try and... How about those balls you stick in your hands? Is to have dexterous issue. Yeah, very. Well, there you go. Buy those things to keep it. You know, those balls you twist around in your hands. They're nice. What they're called. She's got free view. She doesn't need to play with a ball. (laughs) Uh, Balls and books. Books are great because, um, uh, you know, people love getting books. And even if you're not going to read them, you love to have a book. Uh, And kids like books and parents like their kids getting books. So just go go to Waterstones or... WH Smith or Amazon or whatever and buy books they're great presents you can never go wrong with a book if you're struggling you can get them a a subscription to this podcast oh yes it's free as well so there you go Um, so book or ball that's it what does she say by the way dear Abby Uh, she says uh, no rule of etiquette decrees that gifts must be opened at the birthday party because this trend bothers you ask the parent of the birthday child why she or he has chosen to have the gifts open afterwards because they may be more than, well, there may be more than one reason for it. One that occurs to me might be that it's a way of preventing embarrassment on the part of the children who might not be able to afford a gift as expensive as some of the other children. That's what I said. Yeah. That's what I said. What we're doing here, is this a score draw? No. Yes. <laughs> See, I think hers is a bit better because she did it in no. two sentences and didn't... She didn't come up with a good... on about no, balls. she didn't come up with a good suggestion, which is buy a ball. I t- right, right so, if you're married, right. I, I, if you're married, right, this, this this goes more for men than women, and I didn't want to say that because I am so, I, because just very quickly, we've got a, we've, at least we've got a tight, we've got a, a title for this week's podcast episode. <laughs> Absolute Tim, load of balls. Tim talks balls. Um, it's very true. But I, I don't want to come across as sexist, okay? Because I like equality, but um, definitely with a man, they like any man of any age will like a ball. Most women will. But but, <laughs> <laughs> all 
if I wrapped a ball for if you If everybody tonight, takes your advice, they're listening, and they all go to a party next week, and they, the person gets 40 balls, what are they right. going to do? So I'm going to go back to Pilates. Have I told you I'm doing Pilates? You have. Ooh, I might be levitating. Ooh. So I'm doing Pilates, and my Pilates teacher says to me the other day, um, all you really need at home is uh, a ball, one of the Pilates balls. They're like these sort of plasticky sort of ball things and some bands so uh she sent me a link <clears throat> a seven inch ball is what i needed so she sent me the link for that so the ball comes and the bands come the bands i look at them and think i don't really know what i'm doing with the bands by the way and i'm like, mm, not sure about that the ball comes oh my god i'm so excited i've got a ball i've got another ball here it is <laughs> So the ball's arrived, and I'm now going. So now I want to exercise. So I've got a ball to do my to do my exercises with. Stick it in between your knees when you're doing your bridges. You, you stick it on your back when you're doing your little abdominal um, crunches things. Oh, it's fantastic. So I've got my new ball now, and um, so I got excited. So still, even uh, at my age, a new ball enters the house. I'm quite excited. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Wow, we've spent a lot of time on balls today. I'd just, I'd like someone to experiment, and if you can out there, experiment. If you've got a, a a partner, and it's coming up to their birthday, buy them a ball, especially if they're an adult, and they, you know it's not a child, an adult. Just buy them a ball and see that their eyes light see up. See how hard they throw it back at your face. No. <laughs> oh, Mark, I, I feel sorry for you that you haven't received any balls. Let's move on to our next problem. And uh, this comes from, um, oh, at the top. I like this one. <clears throat> Please don't mention my name, he says. Dear Tim and Mark. Is that the one from Graham? That uh, is the one from Graham. Oh, no, Mark, it isn't. Right. Uh, dear Tim and Mark, first and foremost, I'd like to say thanks for doing these podcasts. I'm really enjoying them. I'm apprehensive about becoming an adult and being on my own. Now I'm 21 and you may already consider myself as an adult. However, I'm still in university, so I still haven't been thrown into the real world. I worry about being stuck in a job that I dislike and dread going, uh, and dread going to every day. My dad grew, up, grew to detest his job in the last few years before he retired, and it doesn't look like a pleasant time. Also, most people seem to complain about their profession, which doesn't fill me with a great deal of excitement. It just feels like it's a great big chore. Another aspect about becoming an adult I'm apprehensive about is the whole relationship stroke marriage thingy. <laughs> a thingy. Well, what else do you call it? Thingy. Um, that's, that's great, <laughs> I like it. It's the thingy. Uh, I cannot be bothered with them. And I know somewhere down the line, I'm going to have people harping on at me to get into a relationship and getting married because that's what everyone does. To me, it most seem to end in a right old mess, which I feel is a waste of time. Maybe I feel this is um, this way because my parents got divorced. Maybe. Uh, I'd very much appreciate if you read this out or simply replied with a bit of advice as the two of you combined have much more life experience than me. Yes, I think he's we do. I think he's calling us old there, but that's fine. He's I saying we're experienced on life. I think this lad's got his head screwed on firmly. I think he's in a really good place. Yeah. I've got to be honest with you. The only problem is you're worried about something in the future. And as, as our, uh, our Buddhist friends say, as you know, if you, look in the, if you look in the past, you can suffer from depression. If you look in the future, you can suffer from anxiety. Um, what do Buddhists say, Mark? Anxiety is a... Oh, God, a hungry bunny. <laughs> An angry leopard. No, um, no, you know this one. Dig deep. 
Um, it's, it's, it's on the podcast a few times. Um, it's from the Buddhist monks. One of the first things they learn when you're when you're learning Buddhism, anxiety is a bitch mark. Right. Yes, it's a bitch. Uh, so you don't want to think too much about the future. Let me just tell you, you're in a brilliant place. Absolutely. You're in a much better place than most of the human beings on this planet. You are a winner. I really do believe that. I believe that strongly. Right, work. Never chase the money. Uh, Dr. Julia Shaw said that as a piece she of did. advice on the show. Never chase the money. Sounds like you're not the sort of guy who's chasing the money. <clears throat> you're already contemplating work. You looked at what your dad did. Now, uh, I know it's a classic and it's, a, it's, an, it's, it's an old expression, but you find a job you love, you never have to work again. Uh, I found a job I like, so I never, ever hate going to work. That's all you've got to do. Find the job you like. And if you're not chasing money... Um, don't go, I need a car, I need the holiday, I need this, I need that. Just think, I'm going to be doing this job for the rest of my life or for a large percentage of my life. So I want to find a job that I really love. You find that job, the money doesn't matter. I promise you that. Um, we're hearing this, I read it soft and we're hearing it more and more. Uh, you know, chasing money doesn't ever make people happy. So um, you're in a great position in that. You're also in a great position when it comes to relationships because most of us, I include myself in this, have spent all our life desperate for a relationship. It's because it's the, as you say, it's the done thing. Everyone says you've got to do it. You've got to be in that relationship. So um, it's sort of, for various reasons, uh, it validates you. And also you think you're missing out if you're not in a relationship. If you're comfortable where you are at the moment, you are going to have the best time ever because you are going to meet someone who's a genuine partner for life. And most people don't find that. Um, some people find good partners or something but a lot of people don't find that one and I think you're in a as I say brilliant position where you could just start hanging out you don't care about relationships you just hang out and then one day that special person's going to wander into your life and you're going to go ah I'm really into this person but don't deny it because relationships are the best aren't they Mark Mark, they are. They are (laughs) they are are, relationships are brilliant it's just you cannot <laughs> Mark's telling faces at me, but it's true. Relationships are amazing. They're just they just they make you I don't know. If you're ever gonna levitate, it's gonna be because you're in a fantastic relationship. That's the bit which is gonna help you get to that next stage to get your feet firmly off the it's floor. It's almost as good as someone buying you a ball. <laughs> it is it is it is I I don't you can't I, I don't know your name because you didn't give us your name, but you cannot deny yourself relationships. That would just be madness. Uh, uh, even if it doesn't work, it's uh, yeah, the, the, the famous Buddhist proverb, um, uh, it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all because you just got to have a bit of that, <laughs> bit of that in your life. Um, you can't miss out on relationships. So what's that noise? I have no idea. Something's banging around in the kitchen. That's the That's the... But it's monk ghost coming down to this. Spinning in his grave. <laughs> yeah. Take 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 one day at a time with this anxiety stuff as well, if you're anxious about the future. But mate, you're in such a brilliant position because you're not doing what we're all doing. You're you've got your head sewn on. Yeah. I can't tell you. You'd be brilliant. Wouldn't it be brilliant to go through your whole teens and early twenties going, I don't need a partner. It'd have been amazing. Just yeah. going, yeah, I can just do whatever I want to do. But we're all desperate to get on that. And and you know, that point where it hits you and you start going, I need money, I need a nice car, I need a holiday. And you want all these things as well to attract partners. You're in this brilliant position where you can actually plan your life out. But, you know, and also what is great about this guy, he's aware. He's yes. A, it, it, that, that bit where he said, 
Uh, maybe I feel this way because my parents got divorced. You're aware that that's had an impact on your life and it will have. So the fact that you're aware of that means that you know what you're doing. And also, uh, in brackets, my dad grew to detest his job in the last few years uh, before he retired and it doesn't look like a pleasant time. You're aware of that as well. So you've seen what can happen. I think this guy's in a brilliant position. Yeah. I think we should be looking at him for help. He's yes. great. You agreed? Absolutely. Um, all you need now to make your life better, a ball. Just get some balls on board. Do good you know, luck. I'll say good luck to him and keep in contact with us. Let us know how it's going. Yes, do. Over the years. Is, will this podcast be going for years? It, it could. It could possibly do that. The first thing I did when I got my own flat, genuinely, the, one of the first things I did was buy a load of balls so I could kick around in my own flat. Because, you know, at home you're banned from kicking balls at home. Were you banned from kicking balls around in the, inside? Oh, and outside. You're banned from kicking outside? Yeah, we weren't really allowed to. Only sponge what? ones. What? Did you have a garden? Yeah. Did it have grass? Yeah, we weren't allowed on that. <laughs> Why? It's, Why? I think that's for another podcast, Tim. Why aren't you allowed on the grass? Should we move on? No. Yes. What's, what's going on with your upbringing? Sure you weren't allowed to plant the grass? Not really, no. Why? Because my dad quite liked his grass. <laughs> You've got to bring I was that so up. embarrassed. I went round to someone else's house once. We went, um, there was a few of us. We went round to this girl's house. She was having a party. I must have been about 14. And, uh, and all, the, all the lads went play. I went, are we allowed to play on the grass? <laughs> what are you like talking about? Mental. Have you brought this up with your dad? No. Oh, you've got to. He'll, one, he'll hear this. <laughs> one day you've got to sit there and say, Dad, why wasn't I allowed on the grass? Does he like? Did he like his grass more than he liked his son? I'm going to get in so much trouble for this. <laughs> You're such a git. I didn't bring it up. You brought it up. Yeah, but you've milked it. Well, like you just some, no. I've just listened like to someone, what you said. You said I'm not allowed on the grass, <laughs> so you weren't allowed to play balls inside or outside. So you could, you could by now. You you might just be coming to the end of your. No, you'd probably you'd have probably made it into managerial career by now. He's ruined your whole career as a, as a footballer, your dad. Do you hear that, dad? You could, you, could, you could have been a contender. You could have had that big move to Spain. Who did you play for, Barca or Real? Which one would you have gone to? Oh, Barca. You'd have, you'd have gone to Barca, you'd have been hanging out with Messi. You might even be managing Barcelona now. Your dad, you know, he's got a lot to answer for. That's the end of this week's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have a problem or you want to comment on anything from this podcast, our email address is dearlovejoypodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet us at Tim Lovejoy. Press the subscribe button or rate us. And in answer to your question, will this podcast be going on for years? No. <laughs> See ya. Bye.